Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm your host, Mike Moody. On the AgCast today, we have traveled down to Mobile for our Farm and Land Expo, and we pulled one of our speakers in, Dr. Andre De Silva. Andre is the Assistant Professor and Extension Vegetable Specialist at Auburn. Andre, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good, Mike. What about you? I'm doing well. I'm doing, I, I am glad that we are inside because uh, it has been so hot out. We did tours yesterday, and uh, it was uh, over 100 degrees, 110 degrees heat index, and it was good to get you know, get inside after that. So that's great. So today, what I thought we'd talk about is vegetable as a crop to help diversify operations. Uh, Andre, tell us why you're here, and then let's see where we go with it. So for the expo, what we are trying to do is to help growers to diversify their production systems. There are several different types of growers here. We have cow growers for beef. We have dairy, or we have row crop growers, peanut growers, like cotton growers. But we also have vegetable growers and new growers, beginner farms, that must understand that the new world of agriculture is related to diversification of production. Uh, I can give you a good example. A peanut grower can rotate his peanut with a vegetable crop. He just needs to learn how to do it. So my presentation here uh, in the expo will be to how can growers diversify into vegetable crops. In a quick uh, research that I did to start my, my conversation with growers in, in the expo, I was looking for how much would be the profit of a cotton grower if I compare that with a tomato grower. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting some enterprise budget, I identified that a cotton grower, if he has a median yield at an average price of cotton, they're going to be profiting around 200 to $300. Per a, acre. Per acre, in a per acre base. But while a tomato grower with the same median yield and average price of $10 a box, they're going to be profiting around $2,500 uh, wow. per acre. So that's a way a grower must diversify. Mm-hmm. And they need to understand and learn how to do it because there are challenges associated with vegetable production. It's not like a row crop grower where they can mechanize all their process. So they need to understand that. For example, one of the most challenges of a vegetables, the vegetable crops are in the field is labor. We have an issue with labor. It's been hard to find. And who is going to help you lean beds if you are getting into vegetables? Mm-hmm. Who is going to help you to transplant your seedlings? Who is going to help you to do trellis systems if you are growing tomatoes or bell peppers or eggplants or cucumbers? Who is going to help you if you are even pruning the suckers on tomatoes? Who is going to be do- going plant by plant? removing those new leaves that are appearing so you can maximize your yield. Mm-hmm. And later, who is going to harvest those 
one box per plant that you can get sometimes mm-hmm. if you have a good yield. There's a lot of there is a lot of reward if a farmer will take advantage of that of uh, looking into it. So um, labor, so labor's uh, one of our a roadblock or a challenge, let's say, to vegetable production. What would another challenge be that that they would just need to get more information on? Actually, there is not another challenge that I would like to say them because while yes, labor is a challenge, you need to think that in a row crop world, you have one season per year. In a vegetable world, you can grow vegetables in the spring and in the fall. Mm. So yes, labor is a challenge, but associated to labor, there is the benefits. You can double that profit that we just mentioned about tomato because you can grow them in the spring and in the fall. And that's something that we can, like, I don't want to scare anybody or any new grower or beginner farmer or whoever is trying to enter in the vegetable world that, oh, you're going to have problems with labor. No. What I wanted them is to understand that they, they need to know their challenge before getting into the this. But the benefits are associated with that. You're going to be able to do two growing seasons in a year. Also, if you can reduce your cost of production if you're using plastic mulch, because you can use the same plastic for two seasons. So your profit in the second season may be a little bit higher. Okay. So there is always pro and cons in any operation. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something that they need to, growers need to keep in mind when they are getting into the vegetable world. A second challenge that I would see, which I don't see as a challenge, but as the first step that any person for any operation, regardless if it's a farmer or if he is a processing facility or any operation, identify your buyers. That is the first... Even before you put seeds in the ground. Exactly. That is the first thing that you have to do for the operation. And I can give you a good example of a friend of mine who had a farm in Alabama, used to grow watermelon, and he tell this history for me, to me, the thing that my dad, when I was young, I recall him harvesting watermelons, but he did not identify a farm, a buyer in the beginning. Oh, no. And then suddenly someone from Michigan said, I will buy it. He took trucks, loads and loads of watermelon, and drove all the way to Michigan. When I arrived there, the person was not did not accept it, and he had to drive all those watermelons back here. By the time the watermelons arrived here, it was rotten, dripping from the Ugh. the truck, was like literally disgusting and a completely lost for this grower. So I, to- I, I talked with him, and we said, like, yes, that's the first step of any operation. Identify your buyer. You can sell it to wholesales, find a broker, make contracts. Farmer's market, are you going to sell it in a farmer's market? Do you have your own operation? Or you can go to a school system. Alabama, the ADAI has great uh, incentive with growers to sell it to school systems. So they can sell it to school systems. They can uh, sell to supermarkets, make contracts with Publix, Walmart. All those, they are buyers. I don't want to promote any company here, but I recall about two years ago, Whole Foods in Atlanta, right after the COVID, they were buying all broccoli that they could find in the Southeast. And there was one of our growers in Alabama who made a contract to sell 
all his broccoli mm. to wholesale from August to December. So everything that he was harvesting that period of the fall, which is the best season for broccoli, already sold. Already sold. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind if you are a grower. Like identify your buyer is the first step. Then we talk about field operations. I'm guessing that the acreage used might depend on the con- you know a contract or how much how many you need to produce for a certain client or customer. Exactly, because you can uh, probably your buyer will ask for a certain number of bucks or pounds that he needs. So this will help you to determine how many acres you're gonna grow for that. And uh, the beauty of vegetables is that you need you can even diversify within vegetables. You don't have to grow only tomatoes. Actually, I recommend my growers to diversify within their farms as well into the vegetables. I mean, you want what I mean is don't grow only tomatoes. Grow tomatoes, bell peppers. Later, come with squash, cucumber. Come with a cabbage for the cool season. Mm-hmm. Come with a broccoli for the cool season. Kale, basically all year around. Then, target markets. Watermelon. Plant watermelon in March. In Alabama, watermelon must be planted in March, April, uh, so you can target the Memorial Day and the 4th of July. Pumpkins, planted early June, early July max, so you can target the Halloween. Do a pumpkin patch. Mm-hmm. Bring your clients to your to your farm. Diversify within pumpkins. Don't grow only the old lantern uh, pumpkin. You can have different types. You can have the white type. You can have Small pumpkins. You can even have kabocha, which is an eatable pumpkin that it's well used in uh, South Central America, and it can be sold later for chips industry. It can be sold later for beer production for beer industry that they have those special pumpkin beers. So there is a market. Mm-hmm. You just need to find what is your market. This is Scott McCall, Chief Relationship Officer of Alabama Ag Credit. To get started as a beginning farmer, we understand that every dollar helps. At Alabama Ag Credit, we're proud to provide additional support for beginning farmers with our Jumpstart Grants. These grants will be awarded to five beginning farmers to help jumpstart them toward future success. To be eligible, you must have started farming within the past two years or plan to start a farm business in the next year. Additionally, your operation must be headquartered in one of the 40 counties served by Alabama Ag Credit and you must be 18 years of age. Five grants of $10,000 each will be awarded in 2023. We're currently accepting applications for the Jumpstart program and the last day to apply is August 31st, 2023. To find out more about the Jumpstart program, visit alabamaagcredit.com or call 334-270-8687. Well, if uh, if a farmer was interested, I'm thinking the, the the diversity of soil types that we have uh, in the state is there something that they would need to be aware of or check out before they if they were interested. I would imagine that certain vegetables are going to do better in certain climates, certain soil types around the state. What, what would be the first step? Call extension, I'm guessing? You can call extension, of course, and reach us out. We have all this information available. We can visit the farm. Uh, we can come with, like, help you to plan for your operation. But, yeah, we have different types of soil in Alabama. 
You can go from sandier soils in the south of the state and getting clear as you go north of the state. I'm, I have a background with soil physics, and I have the principle that, or I believe that, we can plant vegetables in all kinds of soils. Okay. You just need to learn how to manage your soil. The soil, yes, they do have a scale of productivity, which means they can be more productive, more, they can allow a better yield than the others. But it's true you can grow in all soil. For example, sandy soils, they have a lower water holding capacity, which is the maximum water that your soil can hold. So your irrigation scheduling must be more frequent than in a clear soil that they can hold more water. Mm-hmm. So if you are a grower in South Alabama, sand your soil. You might want to irrigate one, two, sometimes three, some, some days three times a day. But if you are growing in North Alabama where you have a clear soil, you, you can do only one irrigation a day. Sometimes you don't even need to do that irrigation a day if you have a cloudy day and you don't have much water being uptake by the plant. Right. So that's what I'm saying. You need to learn how to manage your soil. And that's the same thing for fertility. Because for water and fertility, they are linked in a way that you change one, you change the other. So let's say if you are a grower in South Alabama with that sandy soil, and instead of do the two, three irrigation a day, you just do one heavy irrigation thinking that, oh, my water will stay there in the root zone. Right. No. You are washing your soil, and all the nutrients are being washed with it. So you don't even lose water. You lost your fertilizer. So that's the kind of management a grower needs to understand. So that's why I come from the, from the philosophy that I have. It's all soils can be productive. You mm-hmm. just need to learn how to manage those soils. Well, that is a really interesting, and I'm sure that there are folks out there that are at least, you know, interested in, in what, what you're saying, and you're here at the Farm and Land Expo, but we'll put some information in the show notes, maybe, uh, is that, if that's okay, put a contact in there for you. Uh, sure. Okay. Any, anyone that want to, that want, need help on the state of Alabama, that would like to initiate with vegetables that, or is already in the vegetable world and have a problem with crop management practices or needs an IPM pro, program or needs some cultivars for a particular crop. Let's say if we're growing tomato, what cultivars should I do? In your area, you may have a particular disease. Then we can recommend a cultivar that is resistant to that disease. Mm. That's going to reduce... Your spring program, your cost with spring program, is going to consequently increase your return, so your profit. You need to strategically plan to grow vegetables. And it's for any crop. It's not only vegetables. It's for row crops. It's for trees. It is for fruit. You need to strategically plan. So that's one of the things that I'm trying to educate our growers nowadays is plan ahead of time to be a farmer you're going to see that you're going to maximize your profit if you do that. Keep tracking of your spring programs, the cost of that spring program. Those are called, you can do, we really recommend growers to do an enterprise budget. An enterprise budget is where you're going to have all inputs that you add in your production. For the season. For the season. So you know where you are spending money. You know where is 
where your dollars are going to. Mm-hmm. And then you know how much it's going to return. Don't only know, oh, I spend uh, for grow tomatoes this year, I spend like $9,000 and I have a return of $13,000, so the difference is my profit. No. I spend this much with irrigation. I spend this much with fungicides. I spend this much with herbicides. I spend this much with insecticides and go on. So you will know where you are spending money. And then we can talk about what can I do to even reduce more my cost of production. Because I will tell you, the grower, it's the new world grower. Don't organize themselves. They will, with the increase of cost in inputs, instead price that our produce has, despite the increase of looking for healthier food, a grower will not be able to increase their profit. You've given us a lot of information. Uh, Andre, thank you so much for uh, coming on and being a part of this. And uh, we look forward to your talk at the Farm and Land Expo and also information that you might be able to provide later for any of the farmers that might be interested in adding vegetables to their operations. So thank you again for being here. Thank you very much, Mike, for hosting me. And it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.